0: Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Man. Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast to date to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic Dirty Harry Starring Andy Robinson and some guy called Clint Eastwood I'm one of your hosts John, with apologies for your other co-hosts Trent and Tim And returning are Blake Hello Sound of his voice and Redman Good afternoon Also known as Redman And Abel Hello Do you have a nickname Abel? No,
1: just
2: Abel. Abel. That's how you pronounce it in Australia, so I guess I go with that.
0: My Facebook profile
3: says Randy. Oh. Does that count? Uh, yeah. Have you been sued by the puppet yet? Or?
1: <laughs> it's very Randy of you.
3: <laughs> well, I, it, it, was in, it was in my first week um, in work as a graduate of architecture I got called Randy, and the guy and, and uh, one of my colleagues said, his name's not Randy, his name's Redmond. He's like, oh, he's bloody Randy, I'll tell you that for sure.
0: <laughs> today we are reviewing Minute 25. Minute begins with Chico telling Harry, I saw him, I saw him, and ends with Harry jogging down a darkened alleyway. Did you like this minute, Blake? I did. Was it boring? No, it's not boring.
1: <laughs> if it was remade today, would it be a bit be quicker? or? Yeah, but that's actually a tragedy of probably films today like a Michael Bay film, where there'd probably yeah. be a Transformer that would roll <laughs> through this scene and there'd be explosions and then probably a Victoria's Secret smile. Actually, we should just do it in today's scenes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, it actually it was interesting because this scene, this minute opens exactly the same as the other one with Chico going, I saw him, I Yeah, saw him, trying I'm to like, convince Or oh, oh, like, I know it, yeah. I'll like, be a
0: good partner, I will. <laughs> yeah. But the
2: big difference is that this time we actually see the guy with the tan suitcase. We see him running yeah. around a little bit and then, the headlights. and then we see what Harry's seeing, that, He's actually now on the ball. Okay, now I can see. Like, before he was a little bit lost, not paying attention. And also I would like to make a comment when uh, Speak Chico Speak up, says, you're among friends here. When That's Chico sure says, that. is there another entrance? And and uh, Harry says, you'll find another entrance. Like, I'm in the know here. You, you're you just a rookie, you know. Like, I go you'll find front.
0: another entrance for sure. You so, do the sneaky thing. I do the,
3: the thing with the Kick badge. down the door and, and, and go hell for leather. Um... Look, yes, you're right. I mean, Harry's attention is brought back to the mm. fore, thanks to Chico, because he's the one clearly paying attention in this scene. I um, I don't know. The man with the suitcase, like I would say, because that glimmer of the, of the shot is so quick, I am yeah. I would even say that as far as Harry's concerned, he's probably not even sure that this is the right person himself. And it's very hard for the viewer to discern that. I mean, obviously, it's nighttime and all yeah. the rest of it, but the, the fact that it's such a... Poor Lilith alleyway, alleyway really um, re-emphasizes that fact that it's all, there's almost a confusion going on here yeah. that they're going into somewhere unknown and that's quite quite strong with that very strong scene of um, the camera starting outside of the car looking through both windows to the to the viewpoint at the very end of the of the alleyway
1: you're right there's no validation in the scene that we're going after the right guy
3: that's correct I'm not convinced that even Harry's he, he thinks he this is the person. He's just following the, the slight sniff
0: that, he's, that he and his power. Important question, like. Abel. Is it actually a tan suitcase? Is it brown? <laughs> I didn't notice. Well,
2: I think it is. It's kind of a light brown suitcase. No? I could call it.
0: You tan might
3: say brown. leather, perhaps, but I don't, I don't think there's enough light to justify Do you that like claim. serious
0: leather redders?
3: Serious and serious chains, Jonathan. <laughs> um, but uh, now, Keep the BDSM for another podcast. Well, that's through our Frank Zappa podcast for in the future. Um, okay. Harry. His attire—he's wearing a tartan suit. Now, this <laughs> um, this struck me as being quite um, culturally overt. Like that's a that's a Scottish thing, right? I mean, uh, Chico's just wearing a nondescript navy blue suit and a tie. Mm. Harry's got he's got a jumper underneath. He's got a shirt. He's got a red tie. He's got a tartan suit. It's so very conservative. Yeah, I'm just. I'd like to I'd
0: like to flesh this out. And maybe I'm reading this in Well, previous guests I'm not the expert on fashion at all, but previous guests are sorta of supposed to say supposed to embody squarish values, you know? Mm. Like, um yeah, he's obviously a lower middle class person, he projects that image or what he's wearing, you know, one of the people. But he's always wearing a tie, yeah. I don't know. And a jump and a jumper
3: things. underneath his suit, and I'm just wondering, look, he's doing all that running around. Mm chasing bad guys I mean is that is that, fun, is that functional for a detective to I, I, I don't know what San Francisco's climate's like well I, it gets I, cold it's always windy oh, okay. well okay if, you, if you've not, been you might know But
2: probably not Redmond but again it's the 70s what do we know about that you know exactly like, probably right, yeah, at that yeah. time was normal just to you
1: know, well, with global warming, it was definitely colder then. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. With the climate change, it was probably ten degrees less than that.
3: I'm reading. The, I'm probably reading into this um, much more than I need to. But there's something I don't know. Clan-like, I suppose, that struck strikes me with Harry with his with his suit. I don't know. The
0: he sees himself as Scottish
3: carrying a legacy warrior or something, or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Maybe the, is there something there? The Old
1: school it? guard, conservatism.
3: Oh, okay, old guard. All right, I'll
0: buy Could be that. the old guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, old All school
1: right. values, home values, upholding
2: those values. Maybe he's trying to tell you that the movie—he's well, the I one mean, that upholds it,
0: that. Our,
3: our clothes are often a, it sounds very shallow, but they're, they're signifiers where we stand in 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 Western societies. And I'm just curious if if that's something of interest for a future yeah. podcast or an expert who might.
0: As we know, most policemen are forced to wear a uniform. So that's right. the detectives, inspectors have a little freedom to That's express crazy. themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think he's supposed to be sort of... Even at the time, I get the feeling that he's supposed to have just a boring, off-the-rack conservative suit. You know, I don't boring. know, he looks
1: well-dressed. Yeah. If you think about the people in the scene, I think Dirty Harry actually looks pretty well-dressed for the period. Like None of us really were, like, <laughs> buying our fashion and our clothes in no. 1971. Mm-hmm. But in this scene, I think he looks fairly well-dressed. And if I was, like, a movie-goer watching Dirty Harry in the scene... Yeah. I'd be thinking like he's he's not a James Bond of the day. He's a lower class man, but he's like he's a well dressed one.
2: He does. He certainly doesn't look scruffy. He yeah, looks he's pretty well dressed look- to me. Yeah, it's alright. Look-
1: I didn't see any creases in that jacket. That was very <laughs> well ironed. It's, it's the, well, it's the material,
3: right? Yeah, so well, that type of material won't have, won't have creases, but it's very, very... That's naked. probably it's thanks a, to
1: the wardrobe
0: it's it's department suit, so. more
2: than anything. But. <laughs> so yeah, well, so he's, he's a pragmatic
0: and intelligent <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. The jumper thing underneath is kind of bugging me a little bit. I think maybe for someone who's supposed to be a bit conservative and old school, maybe for the 70s even, his hair is a bit long. Maybe that's a bit inconsistent. The, big the hair, hair character, yeah, that he's got, yeah. Uh, I think we mistake the fact that he's a good-looking man. Maybe if he was not so good looking and tall and striking with those Chinese eyes, maybe his suit wouldn't mean so much.
2: Look, I think we should have a female guest here just to evaluate. They're hard to how find a bell. I know, it's <laughs> hard to find <laughs> but how you know, how handsome he looks and then that would be the analysis that would really count in this situation.
0: You don't want to hear this, Redmond, but Evelyn said, Yeah, I'd hit that. <gasps> but she mentioned <laughs> the hair was a bit too too long. A bit too long for
3: Yeah. Oh, He's a good looking guy. He's got high cheekbones and all that kind of stuff. It's very well established that, you know.
0: We really need Tim Tim here, our usual co host, because uh,
1: he's. Is he the authority on male business?
0: No, but he does a <laughs> Dirty Harry Fashion Minute.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, his tie looks pretty stylish. Yeah. We'll see it more in a, the next minute. Mm. A bit flamboyant, I would think. It doesn't really. F- I'm not a sartorial guy, but it's sort of a bit too good for his, his nice suit, isn't
1: it? One thing I've got to add, I've got to say it, that I was impressed in the. In the impressed with in this minute mm-hmm. was there's a scene with Chico and Chico and the light like obviously increases dramatically he snaps his head and turns to Harry and he's in full focus while he's in the car I that, he goes yeah what do you want me to do well how do you want to approach this yeah but that moment is very like on affirmative yeah. and the camera has the camera the camera guy is well skilled in this scene mm-hmm. he shifts the focus immediately from Chico to Harry there's actually a depth of field change mm-hmm. Harry's in focus and goes okay you know I'm going to go around. You find the back way in. But that camera movement following Harry out of the car, around the front of the car, it settles on the exact same spot again um, following Harry and then just does a slight lift as he, as he climbs all, as he proceeds up the alleyway into the dark. I was just impressed. It was a really yeah. good camera move throughout. Oh, I agree,
0: yeah. I um, maybe
2: the camera move is just uh, reaffirming the authority of Harry, no? He's the one who knows what's going to happen. He's the, hero. the one. He's the one in the know, like I said before. So he knows he has to go down the alleyway, and he knows that's the entrance, and he says, you'll find the other one. So for me, it comes back to the character, you know. It's, it's, it's a pretty strong, solid character.
3: Did you notice that he drew his gun as soon as he got out of the car? Like, he yeah. just came out straight away. I'm so glad you said that.
0: These days, there'd be paperwork to fill in up for four <laughs> Well, <today. laughs> I mean, I thought that, uh,
3: again, this is our 2018 bias. Like, police work is not shooting bad guys. It's... It's um, addressing concerns in the community kind of thing. So, yeah, This co- they make you
2: believe a police yeah, yeah, is the make-you-believe-a-police officer is a peacemaker. Right. Ma- that's more right. More than yeah, anything. Yeah,
3: yeah. Pe- peacemaker with a barrel of the gun kind of thing. <laughs> that's so, right. That's right. That's, so that makes right. sense. He draws the gun and he cocks it. He cocks it. He's ready to go straight away. Or, well, by implication.
2: Yeah, but this is the magic of these movies, you know. You have this handsome um, constable. He's got his hand officer. cannon ready
3: to go and that's it.
0: Yeah,
2: and, and also in, in the other part of the, the minute when he's turning the corner yeah. and he you can see in the spotlight.
0: I love the silhouette the gun has on the, the concrete behind him mm. as he comes around the corner. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the audience is pretty thirsty. It's been, been a good ten minutes since we've seen the bank robbery scene, seen that big cannon, you know.
1: This is teasing it out, you know, the four's back. Forty four. Does she have a name in this movie? Does he name Precious! Me? She should.
2: <laughs> I mean... Charlene
0: or something. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. A bit of background on the forty-four. it's a Model mm. 29. Apparently, they'd stopped making that particular model until this movie came out and they reissued it and made it up until the 1990s. So it was
1: almost a bit of a, a classic vintage by this stage.
0: Yeah. And I think even to get parts or to get their hand on some... some What do you call it? Copies of the guns? Yeah. Issues? Product of the guns? What do you call it? Guns. Replicates, Replicas. Replicas so, is the yeah. word that comes to yeah. mind, yeah. Eastwood had to talk to the... Um, the uh, Smith and Wesson representative to get some parts, apparently. So,
3: well, the other police mo- series of movies that stick into my head very strongly, are obviously, the Police Academy ones, and they're all given, I and mean, that's in the 1980s. They're yeah. all given revolvers from memory. No Except one has. Tackleberry. Tackleberry. No, he's got a 44. a <laughs> <laughs> big shotgun at
0: some stage. Oh, yes. However, <laughs> you nonetheless,
3: the the chambering of said weapon is using a. It's got the six barrels. It's yes. got the chamber in the middle. Um, each bullet has to be placed in individually, or they have one of those mechanisms to do it all in one go. It's not—we're not saying it's a semi-automatic cartridge pistol. It's—it's still—it's still. It's still um, you can play Russian roulette. You can play a Russian roulette, hmm. but what I'm saying is, like, the technology, as far as police police officers are concerned, is it hasn't advanced. And it's reliable. That—that's right, and that might be the reason why Harry pref- Harry prefers a weapon like that. Yeah, he knows if he shoots, if he points at it, it's gonna do. It's gonna do someone some damage, and even talks about uh, its its lethality with that scene at the bank robbery.
0: We've mentioned in previous minutes that they make a bit more exposition of that. In the, one of the sequels, they say, um, Eastwood says, I've seen 38s careen through windshields and bounce off fire hydrants, and he wants a gun that does the job, even though this particular model had huge over-penetration issues and so forth
2: he likes to reminisce about the qualities of his gun and how dangerous it is you know he's he's proud of his gun obviously i'm know? real
0: i'm really proud of bell that we haven't made any reference to f- phallic overtones in this podcast, and we're not about to start.
1: I was about to say, is that a shame? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: I haven't yeah. seen anything in this minute that really has that connotation. No, no. But we
1: um, But th- something actually that um, Randy or Redmond raised earlier. Redmond, please. Redmond. Redmond
0: likes to play up the whole Ned Kelly, Redmond Barry thing. He's an executioner.
1: <laughs> anyway, where I was going with this uh, was that uh, Redmond raised a great point before, is that your attire or your material items represent you. Do we mm-hmm. think that the forty-four represents Harry?
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's it's,
1: hey. it's hand in hand. Surely it's on all the. Um, I mean,
3: the viewer, the listener can't see this, but if Abel puts his hand on the DVD case next to his right hand and lifts up said DVD case and shows everyone, what do we see? There's Harry. He's got that. Gr- he's got that sneer on his face, and there's his there's his forty-four Magnum pistol ready to go. They're
1: actually both got the same size and scale on the front cover. The guns as big as he is.
3: Uh, there there are other um, film posters where the gun is way bigger than than Harry mm. in, the way, in the way the way the force perspective is made in the in the graphic, and um, there's a, uh, when when Harry confronts um, Scorpio, uh Scorpio later on at the football field. That, yeah. That's that's a that's a very striking scene that plays into that symbolism of Harry and his gun. They are inseparable.
1: It's funny because like if I think about Luke Skywalker, the lightsaber is something that Luke like a to and looks up to with like his you know the weapon of his father and of the mm. Jedi and it mm. represents that and it's quite yeah. symbolic of like the Star Wars films. Where probably the forty four in the Dirty Harry movie is just a physical manifestation of Harry's like heavy handedness.
0: Yeah.
2: It's he's just his tool for work, you know? He's too he just um it's more it exerts the, the law. Yeah. But it's part of his personality obviously but he doesn't sort of adore it like the um, what you said about Luke Skywalker. It's just um,
0: an extension of his arm, really. <laughs> like he uses to control the situation. Once again, it's a worker a contractor who's turned up for work, and he finds the the tools that are provided with the job aren't sufficient. You know, so he's he's personalised it and got something to do, you know brought in his old his own jackhammer, so to speak. This is the the pistol, the gun that works for him, and he likes it. I love this movie, guys. You, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a big gun guy. I mean, I like Commando and, and um, what's it called? The one Eddie Murphy, the first one, the shoot at the end, Beverly oh, Hills Cop. Yeah, I love Belly all Belly that Belly stuff. Belly but to me, I think this movie, it's just an easy thing to grab at the iconography of the gun. If the gun didn't exist, and he just did one of those small nub 48, uh, 35s or 38s or whatever, I think it would still be a powerful movie. To me, I don't need it.
1: I, I agree with you yeah. entirely, but I think there is a lot of prominence in this film given to the 44. Oh, f- it's yeah, romanticized. Sure. Like, you know, just like uh, James Cameron's romanticized the Spitfire in Dunkirk. Oh, right, there yes. is There There is romanticism around the 44. Yeah. At the bank scene where he talks about it, like, he doesn't talk about his lethality as a police officer, like, he's a bullseye shot. He talks about the lethality of the 44.
3: Well, that's very interesting that you mention that because um, I'm not sure if this scene is before or afterwards where they're trying to chase Scorpio, but. Harry gets a bolt-action rifle to chase Scorpio with? Yeah. Is that coming up or is that before... That's coming up in a few minutes. Okay, well, I mean, I would point out that he's obviously handicapping himself because he could have had any manner of semi-automatic weapon that would mm. be much more effective, higher rate of fire, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but here he is using a single-shot bolt-action
1: rifle rather than... Conservative good farm values.
0: That's what you reckon well, it Blake, is? Blake, you're right. It's pointed out that Scorpio has the axis, the evil powers. He's got the Japanese paratrooper rifle at the start. That's right, the and automatic his, you know, rifle. later That's has right. the Luger. Yeah. And Clint's got these quintessentially like a Smith and Western from bloody hell, the Old West, you know? Is this some kind of misguided
3: sense of um, chivalry in terms of the tools of trade to exact justice that Harry is? I don't
1: know. I'm just trying to... I think you're on to something. Right, what Redmond's going on about is that you know this is almost like a cowboy Western film, obviously in modern day. Yeah, he's a modern day knight. This yeah, well, that's what years, I'm getting yeah. at. That's correct. It's his. It's his. Um, uh miss I
3: want to say miss It's probably not misguided, but he he's intentionally making life difficult for himself.
1: Is 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 there a little bit of Don Quixote in Dirty Harry here? Is he like a knight? Outside of his time and his era, yeah, I
2: was. I agree on that. I was going to say um, they portray Clint Eastwood as you know like an old knight that is you know dominant character in this film, like Don Quixote was the main character in um, the Cervantes novel. So yes, that's why he's not using a very effective gun because they want to portray him as always using this gun, always the Magnum, and and they don't want to change that because it was it, uh, it, it would lose the romanticism and the charm of the character, you know? So it, that's why he always appears like that. That's what I think. Because that's if why he, he would appear with a shotgun, shot then it's a little bit... Yeah, or, it, or if he, he had a more
1: modern firearm, he'd be more like a Jason Bourne or something like that's that. That's right, period, yeah.
2: Yeah. We don't want him to become a Jason Bourne, no, thanks. Matt Damon. I Eman. want him to be, nah, Dirty Harry's Dirty Harry. I
3: love Harry. Matt Damon. Did, I, did I misread this? You're, you're essentially saying Don quixote was a... He was a figure out. He was in his time, but he was a figure apart from his time. He didn't really. Yeah. Think that,
0: My no. understanding of Bell is Don Quixote. Like even when it was sixteen hundred or fifteen ninety. Yeah. 1590s. Even at that, those even in that time when Cervantes mm. wrote it these chivalric ideas of a knight protecting a damsel in distress even back then they were anachronistic and what That's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: outdated that's right yeah but
0: obviously obviously harry's not well we can talk about this later in minutes he's not he's delusional no well that's no. why i kind of made the comment
3: about the tartan suit is that something that's outdated <laughs> is that harking yeah. back to because i mean look um uh, it reminded me of the uh, there's that t- there's that current tv show uh what's it called high is it highland Outlander outlander yeah. right that's a, it's a scottish themed um science fiction historical you know um adventure drama kind of series it kind of reminded me of some of the characters in that that wear tartan very very clearly and that's a um for the for today for, for today's view that's something you just don't see so i'm just wondering if there's if the anachronism if the direct,
2: in the character of yeah uh, harry callahan being yeah.
3: someone outside of his of his time in his time i'm wondering if there's a
2: and again, with the Magnum, he only uses that He could have another one, but he a, a, uses three, that one. A
3: .357 or, or something with right. like a cartridge in it, you know, for, for effectiveness. If I think like. it's a great observation. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, gee, that's a nice thing to say. Thank you.
0: Well, that's about all I've got for this minute in particular. I, I'd just like to add, you mentioned the music before. I don't think there's any in the background in this. I don't remember, And that's actually. very different. No radio, yeah. certainly, because hmm.
3: the radio was very prominent yeah. in the last scene.
2: So it's a it very silent a, sequence, anyway. We just focus on Harry going down the alleyway and see to find out what's happening. So it's very. You're silent. Right. It's very
1: prominent on the footsteps and like the cranking of the garden. That's it's right. Silent. Yeah. Focus
2: on that sort of situation. Yeah.
0: The quiet before the storm. I love the um, the footsteps. It reminds me of like when they Homer or something. Homer's in The Simpsons. You hear the when he's trying to sneak out of the house for Marge or whatever before
1: he drops. I know we're running out of time, but we haven't really talked about the the guy in the tan suitcase, how quite obviously in the, in the light the very last few seconds just squirries away in the light to the, to the right. You barely see him. For you me, see? you
2: see him enough to know that there's something going on there, you know, and that Harry's following someone.
1: So. Well, you'll have to follow the next minute to
0: find out. That's right. There are two things I just want to mention. One was I'd seen this for years, just the VHS copy, and I did not notice you can see the Coit Tower in the background which oh. is that lovely Art Deco 30s tower built as a monument to the firemen or whatever, San Francisco. You can see that now on the DVD, so that was great. I'd never noticed that until I bought the DVD back in the middle 2000s. And the second thing was on the police radio. Did anyone... Did you hear what it was talking about? about? No, no. It was talking about a Chevrolet and an Impala convertible with a Colorado license or whatever. And they've already got three or four cars there, the guy says. So what? There's no one there to help Harry? Lazy bastards? Anyway... Even back then, there were police cuts.
3: I think, Abel. I don't think that that particular background noise, as you put it, was really that prominent in this particular mm. minute of the. Maybe in the last minute, certainly. Um, I think, as far as the viewers concerned, it's not. It's not forefront. It's it's what's ahead of Harry is, is the is the important thing here, and 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 it's the unknown factor that's important. Uh, by that, by very convention of that scene, looking. Looking through the the, the passenger, yeah, the, the cabin of the car, right down to the end of the alleyway, where you where you're just not sure what you can see.
1: But also, Harry's investigating. He's not on the full hunt. He's trying. You can see him as he goes up the alleyway and goes around the corner. He's still being semi casual. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, because he's like he's still not sure that this is the guy.
2: Maybe he because he doesn't trust Chico. Comes back to the same thing, you know. He's a rookie. Always trust and, issues. <laughs> a lot I'm of sorry. trust issues. I can see there. Okay. He's the one in the know.
0: Chico is not. Also running down this alleyway, trust issues, he's also got trusty shoes. On that note, I'm going to call this minute to an end. (laughs) Yes. Will you join us, Redmond? Indeed. No more bad jokes, I promise. Maybe two. Blake,
1: will you return? I think so. Uh, Abel, will you return? Answer in Spanish. Answer in Spanish.
2: Si. Volvere. Volvere. That's what Terminator said.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Going back to the beginning of the minute Yeah, that's right we'll we can' catch talk you next Canada. time on Dirty, dirty Harry, Harry. Minutes
3: Dirty, dirty Harry